I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! Once you stop one of these habits, it then becomes incredibly easy. Every every subsequent time is easier to not do it. I just had this with uh, Wordle, right? Everyone was talking about Wordle. That was the Oh, yeah. I was doing that every day, and then one day I didn't do it, and then now I haven't done it in, like, six days, right? I do it so randomly. I keep it in my phone, and, like, when I go on like Chrome to look something up or what, I don't Uh know. I'll see it and I'll either be like, did I do it today? Or I mean, if I don't do anything where I see that I have that page open, Mm -hmm. I'll forget about it. But like, I just do it so randomly. (laughs) Do love it. I don't think I did it today. Oh shit. Oh no. You gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Do my world score. (laughs) Gotta get, gotta keep my streak. Yeah. Once my streak was broken, it's like, well, I had this with uh, my grades in because i had all second you got a b you just fucking tanked out i everything. was like well fuck it right because i had i had straight a's for my entire academic career mm-hmm. um uh and then in high school i got That's like insane. one a minus mm-hmm. and then i was like oh okay it's fine if i get a minuses now because like i'm not i'm not valedictorian our school had four valedictorians who never got less than an a and I got, like, a couple less than an A once. I maybe got, like, a... By the time I graduated high school, I got, like, a B plus on one class, right? Like, it was, it was, that, was, that was it. That's still and insane. Then, um, yeah, and then um, uh, college, again, for, for scholarship reasons as much as anything else, I, sure. I had to keep my grades up. Um, and I did that almost all the way. But by the time I graduated senior year of college, I did have my lowest grade of all time, which was, like, a C plus. Um, yeah, C's get degrees, baby. C's get degrees, as the saying goes. It was the only one I'd ever gotten. I was so burnt out and stressed out and tired. Like, uh, the classic senior disposition. You, and You made it through four, <coughs> four years four of Four years where, you like, fucking break. I, I, I was an RA. Just I was doing get... extracurriculars. Oh. I held other jobs. I, you know, like, I, I was an officer in clubs. It was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I got to see on my way out the door. That's that was, and then That's the rest okay. were I A's, think... you know. <laughs> I, think you're but right. I got that one C. You're like, I swear it was the first time in my life. I learned a lot. Elementary school. I you can't give me this teach. Uh, come on, man. But uh, I I learned a lot in the class. It is a class I think about an awful lot. But I, it was like it was like an anthropology course. It was cross cultural masculinity. Mm-hmm. Where we oh, learned God. about the, okay. the representations of masculinity in other cultures. I was like the only dude in the class. And yeah, um, yeah, and and but I was like, I had not at that point really learned how to write a paper in a way that this teacher would accept. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew uh, how to one write of that, one of, yeah, it was it English had more to do with structure than it did with content. Exactly. I knew how to write English papers. I knew how to write film papers. They didn't like the way that I would argue a point. And so it was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'd I'd spent four years, you know, writing scripts and writing 
film papers and English papers and and psych even psycho even psych uh, classes I did well in. But this one anthropology course, it just did not it did not jive, and I did not have the time to jive. Do you know? I was too busy yeah, to jive. Nary the spoons. Also, yeah, if it's I, your last semester, what are they going to do? Take your fucking scholarship away? Exactly. There was nothing I could do that, like, I would... I don't even think it was a necessary credit. You know, it was not, It was not like, oh, I have to take this one last... I need the Spanish class to pass. You know, it was not that. It was, um... I, I took a Spanish class for fun, to, to learn Spanish. Um, it was very hard. <laughs> um, it's yeah, hard wow. to... Just like kind of try to learn a language on top of everything else you do. Yeah, that's you know that's a difficult that's an incredibly that's difficult task. It's something at my more lonely times in the last few months, I'm like, should I go back to college? <laughs> should I? I know a lot of people I, that are like, I've considered. I'm like, should I go to grad should school? Should I just and like then, take a should I take like a sign is, language class or something? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> should I learn ASL or I, like should I, I go learn, learn Spanish? Or I something? feel like everyone should learn too. sign language, and I feel right. like I should too. Like, I'm like, yeah. I just feel like it's so youthful and just... Yeah. Do you want to... <laughs> Jace, let's take a... Let's you go to take CUNY. A... Let's take a fucking ASL class. Oh, my gosh. You let's know, fucking do it. That might, that might be pretty, pretty fun, actually. It All might right. be worth it. You know, just like one class. It's not like a course load. We can... Um, <laughs> We can, you know what I mean. We, yeah, we'll we'll, wait, we'll study we break. We'll break learn it out. One class. I feel like we could just learn. Well, then we take more. Sign language but like you take one, you know, one class at a time, right? You, oh, and then right, you right. just you, and then eventually you've completed. But Caleb, the second we go through a week where neither of us go, we're never gonna do it again. I, I am not a class ditcher. I am not. I am a. If I have class, I am there. The only problem ever was was when I had like eight thirty a.m. classes, and yeah, that's, that's that should be illegal. College, college was a time where I was staying up every night until the sun came up, every yeah. single night. Because like all of my uh, my, my my degree is in screenwriting script you know uh writing scripts right. for film and television and all of those classes were four hour night classes you know once a week you met for four hours in the evening you brought in your work and then you left to go do more work you know like it's because right. you needed scripts to, to, to do anything uh right. like what were you going to do in script writing class on thursday if you didn't have time to write a script on wednesday so you have like a whole week so right. it's like yeah i had almost no need to ever be up that early except for like one class at a time where i was like i could do it i can make it work i couldn't i couldn't no, make it work no it's yeah no the second because it's like freshman year you're given classes where it's like okay you might not have much control over how early your classes are freshman year after and that or maybe kinda... even coming into like second semester freshman year you're like wait a second hold wait, on um, wait i can yet. i can start my day at what time and freshman year you're also like you're still kind of on high school schedule in like your, yeah, your like obviously you can, man, you've when had you come summer. in and you're doing early morning class, it's not that out of the ordinary for you yet, right? Because like I don't know, it, like if you were like me, you had to get up pretty early to like make sure you drove all. Yeah, the way wake up at like six to go to high school. Exactly. Uh, so like freshman year morning class was like no biggie, and then by senior year of college morning class was biggie, <laughs> big biggie, <laughs> good. That that dog did not hunt. <laughs> That dog don't hunt. Uh-uh. You're not, not ready for prime time. 
No. no. Well, no, primetime was what I was ready for. It was the morning show that I could not. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I that's could not make it for. That's, prime that's it. prime oh, time, God. I was wide awake. That was my I was st- I saw somebody the other day who used to work at a morning show, and I overheard her talking to a friend, and she was like, yeah, I had to wake up at 2 in the morning. And I was like, what? I go right. to sleep. Exactly. After 2 in the morning. You have pre-pro before the show begins and then the show comes on at like you know depending on what the you know if you're if you're uh, regis and kelly i don't know who hosts that show now but if you're regis and kelly that show starts at like 8 a.m new york time the thing that's, that's when crazy you go about it to me though is like who's watching that people before school <laughs> <laughs> but that's because um, I'm thinking if it's before school, or, I I cannot imagine a I cannot remember a single moment in my life in the morning where if I had a TV show on, I would not have been absolutely fucked. Like every morning was always move your ass, get shit done, get out mm-hmm. the door. Like I'm not waking yeah. up and giving myself time to eat a bowl of cereal while I watch the morning news and then go, okay, now that I've been up for an hour, I've got 30 minutes to get ready for school. That's not, I don't know anybody. Yeah. My, that... my, uh, in my like elementary school days and things like mm-hmm. that, we did do that. You know, it was like a uh, bowl of cereal generally because like my sure. parents both worked, like mom didn't right. have time to cook us breakfast every morning and like we had our cereal we had our vitamins and we would watch whatever was on that was how i was introduced to like pokemon i remember i used to watch like there was a tarzan the animated series like disney made like an animated series that we used to watch before school a lot of times so that was that was what was on um and then right when i started driving myself to school in you know high school that that became a thing of the past i was like i I, I, know exactly how long it takes me to get to school and sometimes you'd hang out in the drama classroom before school, you know. Right, 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 right. Not doing anything nefarious, you're just hanging out. No, whenever I drove into school, it was always straight to the band room because then I could just, like, I don't know, ignore everybody, not have to worry about anything in the courtyard, be inside, is... whatever. I don't know. I just, oh, my God. I really wished that schools started later, uh, earlier, uh, like, sure. high school started later. I mean, it's interesting because I was, it was like, why did we start so freaking early and then it was because then found out it was because you know or the reasoning that people were told was that people had to work you know jobs after school to help you know help yeah. parents pay stuff like that so they needed to get out earlier um and it's just so crazy how like that failure of late stage capitalism to provide people with enough payment to so take care of their family our without that lives around instead of fixing the problem we just redirected society redirected around the society problem around <laughs> and now we have an additional issue of i am shocked i did not die driving to school in a car accident from being half asleep you know in the... beyond me how people how like it's crazy and like there were people like uh, car accidents happened on the in the morning on the way to school oh yeah and like what you're you grew up you were raised in florida Right, in the southern part of Florida, yes, it's in in SoFlo, in <laughs> parts of the country where it snowed and got icy. Oh no, there just were accidents. Like, there, oh no, there, there just, I can't there imagine. There just were accidents. Yeah, especially well, it, in the morning. Yeah. You you wake if you wake up and it's like raining, and yeah. it's like Florida raining, it's scary because on the one hand you can't see shit. On the other hand. Rain is a really relaxing sound. That's it is a, just a recipe for disaster. 
Oh, yeah. No, I cannot imagine Absolutely. Through snow to Absolutely. get to school. That sounds. Oh yeah, it's oh. Uh, it's it's rough, and especially like early morning or late at night before the cars have warmed everything up and like the the layer of frost or ice has like. I'm not sure the... I've ever actually driven in snow. Now that I think about it, maybe I have. Where not while it was snowing. If it was while it was snowing, it was very little. But I can't. I don't seem to think I've ever driven while it was. Snowing. I wouldn't rush into it if I were you. you know, not, I would, no, uh... I don't. I have actually. I actually have zero intention to ever. But I, <laughs> you know, it's just. I'm like, it's oh. not fun, and like it. It just makes people. It, it just makes people even wilder than they normally are on the sure. open road. Um, but what you, something you said earlier is actually. It's not like it doesn't like bother me, but it is something that like. I am always making fun of about movies and shows is that like you watch these shows of kids who are in school or like high uh-huh. schoolers in school and they have like whole lives before morning class routines. starts. They have like morning. Ru- they'll like stop by their friend, like, uh, like, uh, uh, good, super bad. Right. It's like uh-huh. the, the, they have like a whole, like, to do they stop by each other's houses they have back and forth with their parents they go to the supermarket they like have these long conversations about their they day. do things before school it does not like, make what sense what are you talking about i don't know anybody who did anything before maybe you hung out in the parking lot before school or yeah, you right no yeah. that that you did you hung out in the parking lot before school or maybe in the drama room or the band room where like you know people yes. had like immediately prior to school engagements they did not have morning like detours like what no yeah it's no. it's completely ridiculous yeah um and and you see it in uh media all the time all the time yeah Screenwriters are full of shit. I feel the same way about when you see bullying reflected in um, movies and TV shows, where I feel bullying does not generally feel authentic as depicted in at least American, you know, like high school fiction. It feels bullying in movies and TV often feels like someone copying what they've seen bullying be in other movies, in other and movies. TV yes. shows. Yes, yes, yes. It yes. does not feel like my organic experience no. Here's, of because bullying. here is for me the most insidious form of bullying that I can kind of reflect on are the people that hang out with you like friends. Yeah. That just pick on you in a way that is it's it's it, bullying is an is far more gaslighty than it ever is uh, depicted to be in my opinion. And in my experience, right? You're always made to feel... Yeah. I was always made to feel like, no, these are my friends. Why would they be... And then I was like, oh, no, these people, like, are evil to me, you know? And uh-huh. so it's like... Th- th- there are, of course, cases of, like, straight up just, like, pick on this one kid because they're no, a weirdo. No, for sure. There, there is, like, head in a toilet, shove in a locker. I'm that not saying that kind happen. of bullying doesn't exist. Well, also, like, the, the number of times that that happens at the hands of some, like, meathead doofus who's like, <laughs> get you swirly. Like, that's not... I just... 
in my experience, and you know, I perhaps this was you know the changing version of. Tell me about how you were bullied, Kevin. Now that I've told yeah, you, yeah, for I sure. Was yeah, let's talk about yeah, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about a game called like Run, Kevin, where your friends oh, said Run, Kevin, and you. threw rocks at you. Yeah, you let's talk about, about oh yeah, let's God. talk about those games. You know, like uh, those those kind of games, or like you know, it's it's dumb Midwestern high school shit of like sure. people bullying you by calling you you know gay and so, right. you know like yeah. whatever. It's not. Like when I oh, watched I got, a movie when a I was in show. when I was in high school, I was while well, I was in Drumline, and I and I had you know my long hair or whatever. As for so, out of nowhere, out of, it just started happening. It was like for a week or for a couple of shows. This is one. It was mostly this one time. I walked up, and all of a sudden they started going, "Who's the new girl?" Which I it didn't really bother me, but I could tell that they were you know trying to. It, it yeah. didn't really bother me because it was it was like it was affirming, and I didn't know it yet. Because, but, but, but they were trying to get you and you knew they were, they trying, were trying to, to get you. And I could, the thing is, it still hurt because it was like, I know what you're doing. And it's like, I know yeah. you're trying to be like, yeah, you're, you, you, you think this is offensive. Yeah. Right. And, and energy and exactly. still lands on you, you know? Exactly. And know, you're crazy. like, whether or not the, what is actually said has any bearing on you you're like well someone is trying to hurt me and that Someone's is trying to experience. hurt me right and that and is they, a great you know, experience yeah yeah and you watch so much media and like it's kids like coming up with like really creative nicknames to like make fun of people never been my experience no kids will come up with really creative ways to get around rules they won't come up with really creative ways to insult no one you. like when you're watching something and people you know are like uh, uh, moist Melissa. She's always, you know, like whatever, and then That's they have to talk about the story about like why, you know, that I've no. That's never either, how that works. Either kids forty years ago were way more creative, <laughs> or that was just always a fictional idea. Oh my god, could you imagine like was. the little fascist white supremacist youths of like nineteen fifties America were actually just committed to wordplay? Type and of they had yeah they were like they had a a cutting borscht belt style like <laughs> of comedy like they were like apparently every child in the 60s was some fucking comedic genius when it came to bullying right <laughs> or it was all completely made up from the very beginning whereas like an honest depiction of bullying last night last night i was watching the movie broadcast news in bed uh, one of my one of my favorite little I movies i feel like you've talked about that one i think you like, probably like... i love that movie and i relate to it more every time but like there's a scene <laughs> the the movie begins with like our adult characters as young people and we kind of we see and the, like something happens to them and then it flashes at the bottom like uh, future network anchor, you know, like it's it's that right. Kind of thing. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes, the yes, reporter yes. was like a valedictorian, and his valedictorian speech is about like wanting to get out of school so bad, how much school sucked, how much he's like glad he's graduating at fifteen, and then it cut to him like getting razzled you know people the, the the bullies are kind of tossing him around and he's like well i'm gonna say something that'll hurt worse than your fists ever will you'll never make more than nineteen thousand dollars a year <laughs> i'm gonna travel the world and you'll amount to nothing and the bullies just go like what the fuck what are you talking about what which is like about? authentic to my experience There's where like you try to out clever like a bully or you try to like i will say the thing that will wound them and the bully's like that's stupid what are you talking there's, about? there's, there's <laughs> one media representation of that that has ever happened and i love it it's in, and it's in heather's the musical <clears throat> because uh your, your high school has been waiting to happen a future gas station attendant and the guy just stares at her and then goes you have a zit right there and then the bullies exactly. start laughing exactly 
that's that's Brilliant. the most Beautiful. authentic depiction of bullying you could possibly up. imagine, so right? Yeah. Like the person being bullied, they will try to get some kind of moral victory or intellectual victory, and you're not you're not fighting with the same criteria no, that the other not... people are. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't and it doesn't work, and it doesn't matter. And this is, of course, Advanced Media Studies a podcast where we aim Woo! to talk about every piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time uh we we are back and continuing on with our mythic pod quest uh, as we oh. journey through apple tv plus's mythic quest i am one of your hosts tv's kevin lanigan uh, uh but uh, don't mind me i'm just prepping for a dinner party <laughs> <laughs> listeners for those of you who wanted to know yes kevin did in fact do the hand thing dinner party <laughs> hey everybody i'm jason I use they them pronouns and um, I don't have a quote because I was distracted this watch through. I have a you were lot very of thoughts about episode yes. three. I'm you were about you episode were... four as well, but episode three made me feel things. <laughs> you were uh, you were live t texting me through through a I lot was, of your episode funny. three experience. I I can't, let me grab. So that'll be up. good. That'll be good. Um, but we'll 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 get to it. Let's let's first. Let's touch in on Media Madness 2022. Let's. Um, oh my gosh, as we, we finished the first round? We, we, it's not technically done, but like no. the last one is done. The, 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 it's, 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 it's is, over. Is something getting obliterated and it's not going to change? Something is, something is not doing out. well and it's not, it's really not going to change. Like it's not, it's not close. So okay. I feel, All I feel right. pretty comfortable I calling think... it. <laughs> I have already oh made gosh. the graphic uh, for what I, you know, for the next round of what I think is going to win this. Um, All right, cool, 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 cool. So cool. let's dive on in. Uh, the the first matchup that we're covering here tonight was by far our most uh, um, competitive matchup so far. Was really like a lot of these have been blowouts or really significant leads. Um, this this one, Psychonauts versus Hitman. It was a barn. It was a, a barn burner, folks. Um, it was a it was wild. It was a what? Uh, a bar burner. A barn burner. It was a. What's it was a real that? humdinger. It was a big. It was. I've a, never a, heard barn bar burner before. That's fun. That's hard to say. Barn burner. Yeah. Barn burner. Uh, there's that community joke where Pierce says barn burner, and he's like, "Oh no, did I say cross burner? Barn burner." Let's look up the definition of. <laughs> I don't. An event. I must have blocked out all of Chevy Chase's lines because whenever you quote him in the show, I'm never remembering it. Understandable. Barn burner. Noun. Informal. An event. Typically a sports contest that is very huh. exciting. Or intense. Oh, well, all right then. Well, there you go. And uh, yeah, so that was a, a fierce, fierce round of competition. But Hitman, forty-seven point five percent, losing out to Psychonauts, fifty-two point five. Psychonauts did wow, win. Wait, Hitman was up for that. a little That's bit. Kind of it me. was Hitman was slightly ahead before we went to bed, and then uh, in the morning it woke up, and Psychonauts had just. Crept it out. I just eked cool. it out. Hey, listeners, and real quick. If any of you want to send me money to buy Psychonauts so I can actually play it. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll, 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 if it wins. Or, on the other hand, if Jace, you want to send me money the to... new Horizon game that's coming out that I also really want to play. If it wins. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, fig we'll figure it out, Jace. If, if it wins. Okay. We, you will not be asked to buy Psychonauts 2. I mean, I've been, the thing is I've been meaning to buy it anyway, so I'm like Yeah, but like... You know, Psychonauts 1 you can get for like 5 bucks. Psychonauts 2 will fit. Oh, out. okay. I'll get the first one for like 5 bucks then. I'll start with It's that. on sale constantly. It's a thousand years old. It's from the PS2. You know, like you can oh, get uh, Xbox like no other word. Xbox. <laughs> That's the era it's from. So I got it for like 5 bucks. 
Um, I'm sure you can too. Uh, next round after that, uh, what we do in the shadows versus Zach Stone. Stone is gonna uh, be famous. Wait, I missed this one. Who won? Who won? Uh, Zach Stone coming in at 36.4%. What we do in the shadows, dominating force, 63.6. You know what? Zach Stone fought a good fight. That's an impressive statistic for his least well-known work. I think well an impressive statistic for a show I still feel like most people are completely unaware exists. I Even wish. now that it's on Netflix. It is so good i might i know that it's just lost but i might petition to bring it back as a wild card outside of the ranks and watch it anyway because there's literally one season it's 20 minute episodes it's so crushable and how many episodes is it like 10 10 8 maybe let me see oh okay yeah that's the we get it that's why that's something like reservation dogs where it's like i didn't put it on the bracket because like we can sneak in reservation dogs whenever we want. It's eight episodes. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, there, and there will, in theory, be more. Yeah, so that we can... I'm not leaving it out that anything that loses that's easy to cover, we can't just sneak in at some point, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The next one... The next one, Jace. Mm -hmm. This is going to be hard to hear. I this know. Is not, I, are, no, you're I, not, already, I already know. I already know. You're not going to like this one. Steven Universe versus Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. This is not what I thought you were about to tell me because I didn't like another one either. But this Oh, one's gonna... I have no idea what you're talking about. Steven Universe, 21.7% to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's 78.3%. I'm going to chalk that up to viewer base. Because that tracks, actually. It makes sense, you know. Yeah, we no. it's a it's a it's a kids' cartoon show. And I'm not saying it doesn't have appeal outside of that, but it is a children's. No, cartoon No, it is decidedly show. a slightly different show. And and our base, older people, maybe a little more reverent. You know what I mean? Like it may, it makes sense that this. No, happened. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, it, it's move exactly, on. Steven it actually makes Universe a lot of sense. Found, I didn't think uh, it would, but it's, it was another ploy for me to get y'all to freaking watch it caleb needs and to watch it caleb has children that's the thing that gets me they're just not like quite old enough you know i feel like I caleb's oldest is, is not I think quite like five I four think, or five okay I think, I, you've seen it i mean worst case scenario the kid will be like wow it's really pretty look all those colors like, what's going on here yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I feel like, but if your kid's at, like, Coco Melon Paw Patrol level, I don't feel like they're quite ready for Steven Universe. That's oh, that's maybe fair. maybe, like, a little Wait, too sophisticated. Like, four or five. That's Paw Patrol age. You forget what you were watching at four. No, I, I do. I certainly do. Yeah, because it was, like, I mean, Pokemon was, like, a little complex <laughs> when you were that age. You <laughs> know what I mean? I don't know. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so of the musical anything. comedies, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's moving on. Uh, let's see. Next one, uh, a, a highly voted on competition, but not a close one at all. Uh, John Wick versus Mission Impossible. Uh, Ethan Hunt found dead in a ditch, 36.3%. John wow. Wick, 63. Was not close. Was well, you know what? Close. You know what I'm excited about. So you you sent the other day. You sent us a, a graphic with all the movies that you would like be the ones that yeah. would fit into the John Wick. And that's Wick an and exciting the franchise. Right? Yeah, the Wicca likes because there's two different kinds of Wicca likes. Right. There's like Revenge <laughs> Gunman and Wick, so Weird Overlit Crime World. And so this will be this will be it. I I'm not like I I love Mission Impossible, but like I could watch them anytime. Sure. Uh, an excuse to finally buckled in and watch all of these John Wicks and all of these John Wick likes. Right. I am not against. And like, listen, Keanu Reeves has 
maybe right. never been more universally well liked. So like, sure, yeah, he was probably I mean, always to be fair. Win he's never one. ever been disliked, but right now he's he up he was never disliked as a man. His career was disliked for a long, long time. Like people were like, he can't act. He like it was that was the stigma that followed him around for a really oh, long time. How bizarre. Um, and and he's in like the third or fourth stage of his career but anyway he's never he's the internet's boyfriend he's never yep. been hotter <laughs> so it makes perfect sense hotter in both ways right he's never yeah. been a he's more a popular figure and he's a very good looking man currently and, yeah. and always has been but especially currently and um it was it was always going to shake out this way we knew it we knew it um and in the the final matchup of round 1 with 13 hours left but again doesn't seem like the tide's going to shift in any meaningful way here. Person of interest, 37% to the expanse's 62. A lot of these matchups have been essentially that percentage. What's going on there? It's been like two thirds to one third. What's going on there? I How think does that work? Huh, that's, that's interesting. Wait, who won again? Say it again. <laughs> uh, the the expanse is probably going to win this one. It's almost certainly going to gonna win okay. this one. Um, so let's, let's actually take a look. Let's, uh, so listeners, by the time you're hearing this round two has already begun, it's possible the first matchup might, it probably won't be done. Cause I try to get this out by Friday at the latest, so, but, um, uh, listen, there's a lot, there's a lot uh, to consider here. So let's take a look at what, uh, the quarterfinals round two, what's this going to look like? Um, the first matchup will be the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. versus House of X and Powers of Ten. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be a fun that's matchup. Be interesting. Hitchhiker's nerds versus fucking X Men nerds. You know that's going to be that's going to be interesting. That's going to be. I'm gonna put fun. my money on Hitchhikers. I think I think this could actually go pretty far. It did very well in our. That is one of the until like John Wick. Hitchhikers was the most I saw like people vocally supporting one of the yeah like, it's kind campaigning. of I'm, yeah mm-hmm. i'm really pleased yeah. i'm really pleased so it, it feels be. right so i could would be, be i'd be more than happy if it went all the way i would so. i would not be mad and i would say like you know if hitchhikers wins maybe like we do a book and then we do something else and then we do like the next book you know like and we, we might do well, the, the 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 radio show CD and the radio series, show but i'm like we do... might as well we might as well do all five at some point you all know five I mean? like the radio show itself I was thinking like all five, like all five books eventually. Oh, why not? Yeah, I mean, my the one I have is, I mean, <laughs> they would all be good. It's the only book exactly. series I've ever read that makes me legitimately laugh out loud. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's and it's exceptional. And like people like the sequels to varying degrees. I don't think any of them are bad. I find I don't them think all bad. interesting and fun to. I've started some of them. There's a couple um, short stories I've read in the same universe as well. It's just all good. I just love Douglas Adams. Young Zafod plays it safe, which is contained in yes, my yes. My nice hard cut. My hardcover's over there, uh, yeah, <laughs> so the I can't. Way. I can't grab it. Um, I've gone through like so many different versions of owning the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy collection because I had like uh, a nice paperback, but it got like ruined at some point. Yeah, and then somebody bought me like the really nice hardcover with like the Bible pages. You know what I mean? With like the oh wow, outside, like the really thin. with like the the nice um, when I there's like a the color on the outside. On. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me like see what the you got. Foil pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 Like in church. Not that you've been to church. Not that you can even hear me. Your headphones are off. Blah, blah, blee, blee, blue, blue. What? I was uh, talking to you, but you couldn't hear me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same one this I have. The that's the same one I have. That's a beautiful. With the huge beautiful. don't panic mm-hmm. on the back. Mm-hmm. 
I like that it looks like the guide, right? It looks like yeah, what the guide what would the guide look looks like, like on the back. Right. Yeah. It's so great. There's all the it's little great. so many little Easter eggs in the cover too. Yeah, it's great. Little mice down in the corner and the dolphins up at the top. Beautiful. Forty two and the stars. Beautiful. Good beautiful, good book. Beautiful. <laughs> a great I'd even say. Capital. Uh, then, uh, next, uh, books versus video games. Speaking of, there's actually two books in this competition. Ain't we something? Uh, the Broken Earth Trilogy will go up against Psychonauts. Uh, books versus video games. Who will win? Who will win? That's something. Um, I it's, it's not a big deal. I almost went undefeated in the first round and then Mission Impossible lost. I almost (laughs) went five for five. Um, could have been something. Could have been a contender. Could have been something. Um, uh, next, Wait, after that, no, hold on, hold on. Oh no, was was Hitchhiker's what? Guide up against Caleb? Uh, yeah, Hitchhiker's beat The Office. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's my greatest <laughs> win. It's my Buckle greatest. Up. That win. was God. The Office was my enemy. You know, like I yeah, was I like just like anything but nine seasons of the office i also just finished office. a rewatch for my own personal right like, you know dissociation again and... i just think it's like it's probably just like a little overexposed i think that was a steven universe problem too that's yeah. like what i heard back from people where it was like there are so many steven universe podcasts and youtube that's true. videos and to be honest i and more crazy so, ex-girlfriend again, is like much more undersold that's true that was a way to get I, us to that's literally that's, that's that you had told me that one true. time and i was like well i can't not put that in my slot you know no, absolutely. And I think you should. I and like, put that in my slot. Somebody put it in the slot. stop me. Please, put it in the slot. Oh my and, God. Um, uh, hey, you know, there's always next year. Maybe you bring it back. Maybe you don't. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe I'll just watch it. Yeah. I mean, you could do that whether so or not it wins or loses. I want to talk to y'all about it, God damn it! I know. <laughs> I know. But, like, I got, you know, I've never seen The Wire either. I feel like I got to watch The I've Wire I've never seen The first. Wire either. Yeah. I feel like maybe I need should, to. Maybe I feel like I need to, but, like, I just not. Last year, there was no good new television, so I watched all of The Sopranos. This year, there's so yeah. much good new television, I'm not watching anything that's, like, old. I'm not I'm, knocking out any of my backlog right now. No, I'm just too overloaded with the good shit, the new shit. I need to actually, like, d- write down my backlog. I finally started doing that with movies. Of course, yeah, it's predominantly horror movies from the 80s at this point in time. Sure. But there's yeah. some other ones. Um I yeah, a good a good written list so or like can... a letterboxed watch list. Those are you have you have options. I just you know, I don't know because the thing is like there's stuff that's on right now and I forget that TV is still a thing, right? Like I forget <laughs> that shows are still releasing on a weekly basis. Like yeah, that's still kind of it's my coming head. out, you know, every week, you know. They're doing it with Euphoria, which I somehow am not watching, and I need to be watching. I think. Have you Have you seen the? I've seen bits brief- and pieces. Okay, you've uh, never, I've but you were not. It's not as if you watch season one and are not. No, 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 no. I'm just now behind, and everybody I know is now obsessed with it. And I'm that's like, the Whoa. show. That's the show everybody's watching. It's the hot show. It's the hot HBO the show right now. That's the hotness. And uh, my HBO show that I'm watching, Righteous Gemstones, comes on right after Euphoria. So after everyone else watches Euphoria, then I swoop in. I get my gemstones. I don't know that one. There have oh, it's the Danny McBride, John Goodman, Adam Devine. HBO show. It's about like a family that runs a mega church and like Whoa, the, that sounds cool. Okay. The okay. CD yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah, room yeah. things. Righteous Jumps. It's so good, Jace. It's so fucking All right, and fine. season two has been on like another level. It's so good. That's Get awesome. John Goodman and your fucking 
living room every week? Are you yeah. kidding me? Great. I want more of that. I want more of that yeah. right now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it reminds me of also another Apple TV show that I've been liking that is, I think, bound for a new new season soon or something like that. Uh, Dickinson. Have you heard of it, watched it? Uh, Dickinson is done. It's like three seasons and now it's over. Oh, it's over. Uh-huh. I, I believe it is over. I remember Haley Steinfeld, because it came out around the same time as Hawkeye, and Haley Steinfeld was like, it's so sad to say goodbye. Uh, yeah. It's so hard to say goodbye <laughs> yesterday. Anyway, uh, what we do in the shadows will face Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's, That's a great pair up. That's a good matchup. I have no Honestly, idea going to win that. No, there's no wrong answer there. Would no. be thrilled they're, they're to talk really about either in the, show. In, in the right, in the right lanes too. They complement yeah. each other really well. Man, I wish we could just do both. You know. Hmm. I And and then John Wick will assumedly face the Expanse. Another interesting one. Fascinating. That could go either way. That could go either way. I feel like John Wick's gonna take. John Wick might be the guy to beat. Uh, I still, I still got my, I still got my eyes on Hitchhiker's Guide. I don't know. I feel good about it. I feel like, I feel like it could go all the way. It feels strong. It's a strong contender. It took down the. It's the Office Killer. It's and the that, Office Killer. Not, it took out the nothing. number one seed. Let's not immediately, you know. immediately. Let's not discount that. I feel like <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide has a chance. And like, listen, it is going up against the X Men, but like. Nobody reads comic books, no, so I like it's working at a kind of disadvantage, you know. Uh, so, so Hitchhikers has a chance to take it in all the way. Um, John Wick is not necessarily what I want to win, but I do think it is the guy to beat. I do think I do think John Wick is the the new number one contender. Fascinating. Maybe that's just so I feel better about it beating Mission Impossible. So <laughs> thoroughly. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so thoroughly. Like, oh, it's the guy. It's like that Michael Shannon quote about. Um, about about Batman fighting Superman because Michael Shannon played General Zod in Man of Steel, oh. and um, and someone asked him like, "Oh, who do you got, Batman or Superman?" He's like, "I do not give a shit. I could not possibly give less of a shit. <laughs> I guess Superman because he killed me, and you want the guy that killed you to kill everyone else, right? So that means something." Um, and then <laughs> yeah, he no. starts talking about like a serial killer Superman in the interview. If the interviewer asks him like, "Don't you think super serial killer Superman will be lonely?" and Michael Shannon goes, "Well, we're all lonely." <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love him Wait, so much. Michael, Michael. <laughs> Michael Shannon. You'd know him if you saw him. He played Zod in Man of Steel. Not that that was like that's not his finest work. Um, great, great character. He yes, was in Shape of yes, Water. Yes. Did you see Shape of Water? Mm-hmm. I I didn't. I've been meaning to because I really Shape want to. Water, the Runaways. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Knives Out. He's in Knives Out. Huh? He's the guy with the cane in Knives Out. Oh yes, that's right. If you yeah, think Dad's giving you a single red dime, you're nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great yeah. actor. Uh, anyway, Michael Shannon, check him out. And um, let's. Oh, let's, and he was let's... in Superman two also. Superman two, like nineteen like eighty. Superman two. Superman two. What? Who he play? I don't. Like I a don't. child? He's in like Groundhog Day for like one second. Which right. Is that's like what a I... cute, a cute cameo. Who the fuck did he play in Superman two? Did they put? Did they use his it footage and act... like put it backwards in the movie like Anakin? 
I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, yeah, Caleb would know. If Daddy Host were alive, he would know. If he were alive. Mark Shannon, right? Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael he Shannon. is not in Superman 2. I'm not My seeing dog. it. I think that might he just is... be a mess up on Google. <laughs> oh, well, you were looking at... See, that's the... Oh, God. I I got to break so many people of that, of, like, typing it into Google. Because Google just algor- algorithmically pulls anything that is kind of related to a person. Right. And it will give you the wrong idea of what they've actually done and who they actually are. Gosh, um, gosh, so, yeah. So, he was not in that. I was like... God, he would have been... Young. A child. Yeah. 1980. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Superman yeah. 2 came out in 1980. Isn't that like, bananas? On the nugget. That seems weird. That seems late. Really? Yeah. You thought it came out earlier than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like the... I thought I was mistakenly under the impression that like, Superman 1 was like 72. But that can't be right. 197... 1978. Okay. Yeah, I was very wrong. So that explains why I thought it was... <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was late. Uh, yep. Now the timeline checks out. At least what and, I thought the time. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, no, and we're back. Sports fans, <laughs> we'll go back to league play. And uh, anyway, we'll see you. We'll see you next week for round two. It'll be exciting. Huh? Who will win? Uh, let's let's talk about some MQ. Let's dive in. Let's go to the. Let's revisit our friends in the okay. offices of MQ. I got. I got um, all of this. The women of this show, one hundred percent, save it for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, without a doubt, if they weren't there, I would not watch it. I'm, like, fundamentally. Damn. I'd be like, no, you would have bailed. You'd be out I, by I, Absolutely. If they were not in the show, I would bail. Hot damn. All right. That's a uh, hot take uh, for season one, episode three. Dinner, dinner party. Almost didn't do it. Whew. That would have been disastrous. Dinner Party, uh, directed by Todd Bierman, written by Megan Gans. In this episode, Poppy designs a new uh, networking feature called Dinner Party, but it's used by uh, a group of Nazis to plan uh, Nazi things within the game MQ. And uh, uh, Ian develops a strange plan to sort of flush them all out, bring them into sort of the the forefront um, at the same time time uh everyone else develops a uh, diversity panel uh to to try and uh do it, it listen it's a lot going on there's a lot, of, there's there's a lot going, going on, on. Uh, in this episode and also not a lot it's very simple actually like they discover there are nazis in there's just a lot of mythicals. people and each person is doing its their own thing that's true um and that's, and that's and that's it's not it's not bad. they i think they are doing a good job of like keeping keeping everybody integrated and making sure that like you still understand everyone's individual point of view at mm-hmm. least to a large extent. I think the I think the 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 testers struggle for a little bit not because they are not like good actors or they are not like thought out characters, but like everyone else is a cartoon and it those two are uh played much more like sort of normal people and it's tougher for them to to stand out in a crowd when like you know joe is firing on all cylinders and 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 david and brad and like cw and i and 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 poppy these are big uh broad characters and those two are very i don't think that they've been given permission to exist in a larger sense i think that they haven't been so far haven't been presented with large enough conflicts to mm-hmm. cause them to actually have to react in any sort of way that would result in a meaningful character uh, 
No, I agree. Work, and, and, and the way I, that the, the characters have been, but and the show is aware of that, right? Like the the people behind the show realize pretty quickly, like we we do gotta spice this up a little bit, uh, which is why, like by episode four, they're already trying to shake up the dynamic and and bring. Uh, uh, I can never remember their names, the testers, but Ashley Birch I and <laughs> Imani Hakim, they, they are already D- doing Dana? things. Is Dana, Dana is one of the them. streamer one. Okay. Dana, Dana is the, the, okay. And then I can, I'm sorry. I can never remember, but it doesn't matter. Um, they, they already know that like, we need to keep this interesting. We need to shake it up. It can't just be like, and then we cut to queer yearning for a couple minutes and then we right. come back to yeah, the plot yeah, of the yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're already seeing that shaken up by as early as like episode four. We're like, okay, right. we're introducing Which, to like, be fair, like states. in my opinion, if you're going to do queer yearning, queer, <laughs> queer yearning, fucking don't mm-hmm. do it for a whole season. Just do it an episode or two. My God, we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> We get it. Pull the trigger, you know, like, and hey, this is my own personal mileage. Just being cute doesn't get very far with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need some more sauce on that steak. I I need, like, uh, it, I, cute is, I'm not, I'm not against cute. There are many things that I find cute, but like, if it's just cute, I'm going to lose interest. Do you know what I mean? Which is part of the problem with my dating life, (laughs) I think. I'm trying to figure out what you're referring to. (laughs) Like, the, like, queer yearning, it's very cute, it's very, uh, nice. It's very tropey to me. Queer yearning is just like, hey, we can't actually show queer kissing, so... (laughs) Yeah. No, that's all the tropey. We uh, we get it, we're tired of the queer yearning. It's like, we all relate to queer yearning, but at the same time, not for that long, my god. For sure. It's like, it's like any, you know, sort of bubbly will they, won't they. I'm like, for the love of god, I need you to do it or don't. Right. Because, like, I don't, I don't become invested we talked about this a little bit with like jeff annie stuff but like i don't become invested in a relationship on a television show until it is a relationship and it's not like a conscious choice i just i am not interested in stolen glances past a certain point you know like i the the couples on television that i have invested in uh you know marshall on marshall and lily on how i met your mother was like a big mm-hmm. couple that i really enjoyed sure. or like there's a bunch on lost but i mean i would say uh couples uh, the, like they are coupled up and i think we in the office is a really fascinating case but i think the way that jim and pam are portrayed is beyond yearning and they do have a relationship from the start i they okay what worked about jim and pam at least in the first two or three seasons until they, you know, make it a thing, right? Or until they, like, consummate the relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. It is that those two characters still had a dynamic mm-hmm. that wasn't just like, and now I'm looking over at you. Oh, and then I look away, and now right. you're looking no, over at me. No, they functioned like they were already in a relationship. They That's had what two I'm char- They had a... They, those characters had a dynamic, and yes, it was flirtatious, but it was a di- there was dynamism to it. Um, and and uh, again, to the the testers just like sitting on a couch, like kind of looking back and forth. I just it only gets me so far, um, sure. personally, for yeah. different reasons than it only gets you so far. Right. I, I just I don't know. Maybe for other reasons, I like I agree with that statement, but I think for me it just comes down to like I have seen queer yearning so many times and yeah. I just want more queer yearning because 
Queer yearning is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know, the more queer yearning we see, the more we yearn for something other. I don't know. God damn. Um, and no, then it becomes no, like, but absolutely. it's just so accurate for your experience. It's like, okay, but like maybe not do that anymore. And Show maybe, me maybe... the idealized version of yeah, my experience. Yeah, have, have a little creativity. Let's go. Um, Come on. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like I'm being too hard on it. Uh, and no, no, that's, no, and no, 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 no. I, I, no. And uh, but but there's a there's a there's a lot going on in in this episode. Now you you were uh, live texting me. I was I wanna... live texting you, so I reached out. I don't know. I reached over I... To... <laughs> this is great. I texted Kevin, and yeah. I went. I don't know if I like this, and he responded with ha 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 ha, and I was like, no, like legitimately, <laughs> like uh-huh. I I was like I didn't realize that once I looked back, I was like I don't know if I like this. Is a kind of funny thing to say. It, it was, was funny. Being, I wasn't. Like, yeah, I yeah, wasn't I, dismissing it. It was objectively right. Funny. I when you um, laughed back and went, "Oh, he just didn't understand what I was trying to say." Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean, I. It's also funny if you don't like. I'm not trying. It's not. I'm not. I, it, my intention is not to diminish your feelings, but it is funny to to uh, uh, express <laughs> that, especially because, like, you know, if if it was a show that like made you morally uncomfortable in a way that is not like good to engage with we could stop covering mythic quest you know what i mean like there's no there's no reason to to subject uh you to that now i assume uh it is related to the nazi thing i assume i i i would yeah i would go i would go as far as to say that it it Uh definitely has to do with the nazi thing it has to do with the nazi thing no it's 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 i also have feelings about the nazi thing yeah it's it's there's a few things god i wish and i wish i had actually written them down but i was kind of whelmed there were a few lines where i was like i was this episode whelmed to me (laughs) what um yeah i was whelmed whelmed there um but just like i i don't know for me and this is i also a similar issue i had in the next episode as well uh translated it slightly different and i've talked about this with community too actually the idea of when we present these kind of characters do with these behaviors, uh, even if we know that they're wrong, uh, and it's under the, the lens where we're even talking about it in context of the show, as these are wrong, these things are wrong, these things are not good, um, mm-hmm. but we're still laughing at them. It presents these ideas as laughable and like not actually that big of a deal. As the episode went on, I felt that they did give a lot of weight to the topic in points like they you know as the episode went on part of my mindset shifted to well they're having an important discussion about a very real thing that's happening right Mm -hmm. a few jokes here and there found to be a, a little bit in poor taste uh but also i'm also seeing a philosophical there's something philosophically tied to video games and the relationship to violence that they're playing with and the relationship to hate groups which i think like if you are making a television show about an online video game you need to talk about it 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 is something that you will have to address at some point right and for some reason for me it took watching the rest of the episode for me to realign that lens and be like oh okay i understand why they have to do it like this um and you know, so certain things like that were like, okay, fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a few. Uh, I don't. At the same, uh, I I, I agree. It's not a a crystalline, picture perfect 
approach to well, I'm not even looking for perfect matter. as much right? as just, like there's certain things okay so there's a line that they said that stuck out to me uh mm-hmm. that I kind of really wish they hadn't said but I, I'm sitting on it and I'm stuck on it because uh, something about it is intriguing to me but it's uh when they said if a Nazi carves a swastika on a tree in the middle of a forest and nobody's there to see it does it matter and they say no not and at then all. they say no which I would rather you not I, I just, we don't need to there. go there, right? Like, here's the here. It, I kind of like the, one... the reappropriation of the Zen cone. I find that to be interesting. I just wish you didn't button it like that. Do you know what it, I mean? It felt like they they made that a very important line. And to it me, like what that says is, hey, was... it's okay to spew mm-hmm. hatred as long as nobody can see it. And I don't agree with that. Right. It felt like the show was telling me the answer to the equation. Whereas I'm like, well, I don't necessarily agree with your answer. It also felt like had a punchline because what they yeah. what they absolutely could have done was say, hey, you somehow managed to isolate all of them. They're now being kicked out, mm-hmm. right? They're now being kicked out. They're no longer safe in this space. Instead, what they did is they removed them from the situation, but still gave them their own. Like they're trapped in their echo chamber and now they're fighting each other. And it's like, okay. That is a uh, in certain aspects like the comments on an echo chamber as being punishment falls flat for me because echo chambers are not punishment. Echo chambers they love it. That's how it festers. Exists. That's, how, that's, it, that's how literally it how they develop. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you right and and burying them in a in a distant server like the and then they do the fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark shot. You know it mm-hmm. like it it it's I th- as a piece of television plotting i think it is a clever solution from that standpoint I as a that. moral sure. de- i just i there's something solution? about taking there's, yeah. some, there's something about taking the subject matter of nazis and fascism and turning it into something that is trivial it it is exactly the word it, it trivializes yes. it in because a way that obviously because um, obviously like i am not above making fun of nazis i am not yes, like obviously we are not bring up an interesting point as well because yes. there is a lot of discourse about the idea as to whether or not then this discourse popped up when jojo rabbit came out too the idea yes. that to portray you know on the one okay. hand there was a, a a response to after world war ii and as time has passed on there has been a tendency in a lot of manners to depict Adolf Hitler as an idiot, like to, uh, or and Nazis as like these are the bad guys. Fucking laugh at them; they're stupid, right? Yes. And the discourse, let's let's not use that word. the The way that we talk about it has kind mm-hmm. of uh, shifted a little bit to say, hey, um, we don't need to do that. We don't need because it sort of trivializes what's going on, and it's such a real threat that it's it's i i right and and you know i think the um the 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 happenings in charlottesville and really everything that was happening around that time well that's i were that, that's a, the other side they were able were to a, a really wild commentary to that that uh to charlottesville yeah but uh but uh there was a big big like i feel like that was a that was a tone switch for a lot of people that was a big like oh this is like this is true. And uh, uh, anecdotally, I, in my summer before moving 
to New York. Mm-hmm. So it would have been like the, the, the early summer of 2017. I made a web series and, and it could never come out because the B story of the entire three episode web series was like this hilarious idea of like, what if your boss was like an old school Nazi? And the joke was like, oh, haha, this thing from the past is like existing. But then everything started happening, and like that's not a funny joke anymore. Well, that's uh, not. I, yeah, and one, it, one that is not that the joke was that it joke. How dare you? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> I'm a genius, and I cannot be questioned. Um, and the the joke would have continued on in future seasons of like similarly like oh this is completely out of date ridiculous uh, right. uh, uh, prospects. But, um, right, we can argue whether or not it was ever uh, a good idea or funny, but But, the series couldn't come out because of that. Now, this episode comes out in 2020. Right. um, Which is, so, and, uh, and, you know, this, I think, is the, this is the Rob McElhaney school of comedy, of, like, it is all up in the air. It is all, everything is is fair game. We can argue whether or not that is, you know, uh, uh, viable. We can argue whether or not, you know, him being, you know, uh, a rich, straight white man, you know, whether or not that color is anything. Um, Right. And, and, uh, and obviously he's been doing this for a long time with Sonny and, and um, uh, obviously, you know, the fucking South Park guys and Seth MacFarlane, all those fucks, they've been at it forever. Uh, So this is not, this is not like a new idea. And I am, I am of the camp that it like obviously it is okay to make fun of Nazis, but what is the way in which you are approaching the subject? It's the same way I feel about all comedy about all subjects. Um, basically, anything is fair game depending on context, execution, and who you are. Uh, you know, I and, and and what is your? I wouldn't say I would. I, I in place of who you are, I would put relation to topic to the subject, which was what I was uh, stumbling through there right after that. Gotcha. I the, see what you're saying. The, yeah, like yeah. the the what is your relationship to the subject? For it's like I don't, I don't. This is an example. I don't think that a man who has not been raped is allowed to make a rape joke. I don't think you know that is what? something... I would, I would 100% agree with that. Hey, you know what? I'm just I'm being really controversial. Hey, to some people it is. But I... Uh, and I was trying to like... I'm try- You know, when you get to subjects like this, you want to word yourself very precisely. You want to you be accurate with your words. I don't I mean, think I that that is... I would also venture to say that rape jokes aren't funny, no matter what. And, I... And like, I, I mm-hmm. don't think trying to find a funny rape joke is a noble quest... So I don't understand any arguments against. I that I don't think it's a I don't think it's a noble quest, but I think if you are a comedian who has been raped, like I I I think I you are allowed in would, your own. I'm not going to stop anyone to uh, from uh-huh. healing it through an artistic sense from yes. anything traumatic like that. Um, I also have a hard time believing anybody that has gone through that experience would make a joke about it, even if they were a comedian. Although I've seen lots of them, Jace. I mean, I've seen right. lots of it. My my two friends, one male, one one female, have a comedy musical variety show called "Rape Victims Are Horny Too," and and they turn 
their experiences into like an hour of like a, a musical parody comedy cabaret and i think it's like genius and obviously is it that's about like my... their incidents or is it about like their healing and afterwards both you know like okay. i i would allow them to I, like I'm speak really... for no but i mean I... I think that that does bring up a good point though their proximity to the issue that as you well, were yes. talking about earlier makes it so that i it's would like, okay well, i would I'll, not I'll hear you out yeah i and listen whether or not any audience member finds it funny that's completely different that's a completely different sure. uh, uh aspect of it i think that they are allowed to make it and also people are allowed to not generally find the topic very funny yeah. and i think both of those people can be right and exist at the same time i, I, I agree um I agree. And, uh, I think, well, there's also, there are, you know, for all I'm saying and all the discomfort that comes from this, I mean, it's just also like not making fun of Nazis is one thing. And I have complicated feelings about that even, but still like making fun of Nazis is like, you know, okay, cool. I love a good, like spiteful Nazi fuck off thing. Um, comedy isn't necessarily the same thing as making fun of something totally and totally. so that's where i get a little quake when it comes to that but as much as i'm saying about that i also think this episode does a really fascinating thing and i don't know if they did it intentionally or not but the way the that um bracket hmm? the bracket no i was trying to predict what you were going to say and no, i the, failed the bracket i thought the bracket, on. once i saw the bracket i went oh that's where kevin thought of this from uh no i did not then <laughs> They did not give me the idea for a media bracket. bracket yeah, that was, no, no obviously. Uh, no, but we are going to do uh, <laughs> the offensive Olympics here in just a second. Uh, where we're going to, you're going to help me uh, do our, our uh, races. Oh, bracket. we're going to do our. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Well, obviously, well, we're so, not. obviously, we're not. But that was a great, um, that's a great commentary. But the thing I was going to point out that actually bring, reminds me of it. But the thing I was going to say is that yes. when Poppy talks about using dinner party right for for them to organize a peaceful protest so that she can market her new thing yeah that kind of performative politic is so Mm -hmm. brilliant and pointed and it's understated and i don't know if they meant it to be like that they present it like it's a good idea that which is the thing i don't i don't think they do i don't think anyone besides poppy ever considers it to be a good idea and in another show there's something that I like about the way they cover Poppy is that mm-hmm. it is not as if Ian is a bad, bad man and Poppy is a good, good person trying to do, like, all the best things. And, and like, a lot of shows would go that route. Mm-hmm. Poppy also sucks in a lot For of different reasons. Uh, distinct way. And, and, and right. as the show goes on, she and Ian are much more of a companion piece. Like, they are much more two halves of the which is why role. which is which is why i was like you know let me just follow through with this i know that this yeah. is going to be one of the harder ones especially because it's just on a topic that i fundamentally am like weird about being put into comedies like it's yes. just it's just the thing i'm like i don't but at the same time comedy is a great way to get people to talk about stuff comedy i, it's, I mean ways. Com- like you can go either way in in my personal opinion it this hey, this is me I do think that, like, again, like everything, depending on context and perspective, you can make fun of it. You know, I uh, you, you have, like, Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. I am obviously a big Mel Brooks fan, and you have the producers, both original film and Broadway musical, which right. I'm you know, sure there there's are a, complicated okay, there's also, You all must also take into account the fact that, like, okay, Mel Brooks, Jewish, 
like capital J Jewish fought in that war. <laughs> <laughs> right. He so, was like, there. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, because so he that, was like, like... <laughs> right. But now that's a really great example because I don't necessarily think we should be doing regional productions of the producers anymore. I don't think it actually point. serves its purpose because what we end up doing is we put a bunch of fucking Nazis on stage. But Yeah, uh, maybe but, we need to know. just, like, get rid of the sound of music. You know what I mean? Maybe it's time for the sound of music to, like, take a long, long nap. I agree with that, honestly, just because I don't think it serves a, a, a purpose for us to look at these stuff, look at these issues through a lens that reinforces that they happened in the past. Yeah. Because they're, they're way too immediate and right now for us to be, to be thinking about Nazism and fascism as a relic of the 40s or whatnot it's not exactly it's not. it it distances it in mm -hmm. uh, a profound way because like oh we're setting you know uh, a fun family-friendly historical musical against it so Ooh, like it's right. it's of such a bygone <sighs> era that like we don't even have to worry about like anybody who was there you know feeling offended by it. obviously the sound of music was written a long time ago but you understand what i'm getting at. well the sound of um, music is a true story like it's not it's not it wasn't uh, it was written to teach people uh, about loosely barely based not but yes too yes. far off past sure sure you know so it's yeah yeah um, but I love the way that they integrated Poppy's performative allyship into that, yes. into her solution, because it still fundamentally was self-serving, um, you know, and it not what uh, it just. But and then they took advantage of that to say, hey, here's all these peaceful protesters. What would someone with and basically it was also I thought personally, I got Kyle Rittenhouse narrative all over it. Like, wow, what do you, what is well, if someone. And because she says, well, if you, if you, what does anybody who brings weapons to a peaceful protest, what do you think's gonna happen? Right. What What do you what What do you, What do you think What do you think they're doing bringing weapons to a peaceful yeah, protest? Yeah, and it's so that like they can no get shit. someone agitated enough so that they can call self defense later, right? That's why they right, and that's that's it, why they're know? bringing the the automatic rifle to the peaceful protest is so that they can like claim self defense later, right? That's right. that's the reason why they're doing it. Um, and, and it's all, it's all, it's all very interesting and it's all mixed in there. I do, we talked about the bracket plot line very briefly and obviously it's mostly just like a joke dispensary machine. I do think it is also a, uh, not the most clever commentary you've ever seen, it's but a like good commentary, it is commenting on these topics in relation to corporate ass covering, which we have just, which we mm -hmm. have seen many, many different ways. Uh, uh, we saw it in relationship to community, right? And and obviously the two of us are uh, uh, white, but the with the Dungeons and Dragons episode being taken down for that one, but then you leave up all of the instances where like Chevy Chase is in literal brown, brown face, face yeah. or doing a brown puppet, and so like okay, so that's fine. Where he's like literally pretending to be these other groups, so like and it, it it's just it's in relationship to corporate ass covering and these like mm -hmm. census groups and, and all these like I do think it is like it, it it's it's a good basis for the joke machine that they make it end up being. Well right? they it's I think they it's a really appropriate theme. I think that they handle it in a really self aware and like cringy way. It's interesting because I could say most of this episode would fall under what I would consider lampshading of like you know, these the like this is a bad thing. It's the 
Lamp, you know what I'm talking about when I say lampshading? Easiest example to, to bring up is in uh, Big Bang Theory. Anytime Sheldon says something racist and they go, Sheldon, that's racist. And then everyone laughs, right? Sure, the idea is right. Like, we're not actually getting rid of the thing that's a problem. We're just saying it's something that we shouldn't mm-hmm. do. And then When, and when the character just... in the movie goes like, huh, this bad guy's scheme sure is dumb. And it's like, that doesn't excuse the fact that you like, you came up with like a dumb, like the plot of your movie is stupid, right? And you exactly. don't, and, and mm-hmm. exactly, right? It's, and yeah, lampshading. So yeah. that's a lot of this episode. But the other thing that's kind of, but at the same time, you know, two thoughts. First of all, um, I think it is kind of neat though to say, hey, look at all these people in positions of power and look how terrible they are. I was like, why do we need yes. to see these things? And it's like, well, wait a minute, this is a relevant story to be talking about and a realistic way yeah. of demonstrating how shitty these people are. Um, yeah in in a way that you still want to watch them which is confusing but i guess also that's just the way that we do cringe comedy tv shows now you know that's just the genre the thing that i thought was cool about the bracket uh is that Mm -hmm. it plays into this and the fact that it was pitched by these guys it is analogous to an incredibly common misunderstanding of intersectionalism right Mm -hmm. and the idea of okay well here's these different issues or whatever right and um which one's more important What's which one's the, the worst what are the favorite? what are the impression uh, uh, oppression olympics you know like what are the what are, right, what exactly. are the it's yeah. like what's the worst what is the worst oppressive force you know or what is this and it's like that's not how that works it's they 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 lean into each other they affect each other um exactly also it, no it's kind of funny for them to do, have to take it for a bunch of guys to force a think tank on and force the people into a room that they're not actually listening to only for them to come to the solution that they already had at the beginning and then not do it speaking of uh douglas adams uh there's a (laughs) there's a there's a great joke in his jerk gently books about this guy uh who got phenomenally rich by inventing software where you input the solution you want to arrive at and it provides data to support the solution you were already going to do and he sold it uh to the u.s pentagon and uh anyway it's a it's a That's good joke. unbelievable it's a good joke douglas adams funny guy wait what um, is that in it's in the first dirk gently book it's his like non-hitchhikers series there's a couple books about like uh british television series no not the television series don't watch the television series they make him a fucking they make him a fucking twink dirk gently is like a heavy set british guy who believes in like he believe it's not they they fucking sherlocked it they doctor who'd it that's not what that book series ever was and it's it's it don't 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 bother don't bother so it's not like a comedy they made it like dramatic no, it is a comedy, but it's wrong. It's wrong comedy. It's not. Mm. It does not maintain the spirit or or tone or or ingenuity or cleverness of the books. Just read the book. Just read the book. All right. Don't watch the Twink. Okay. There's nothing See, wrong I, with Twinks, have, you know, but that twinks character is not. Well not that bad. No, I'm not. I have nothing against Twinks, but like the character is supposed to be like a really heavy set guy, and they're like, no, he needs to look like Doctor Who. It bothers me. Okay. You're Sorry. allowed to be bothered. No, that's... Uh, no, I think it's fat phobic. <laughs> but yeah, I think wow. it, it is a distinctly heavy set character. It's part of his character that he is an overweight man. And that But you're my, like, that was no, he needs to be hot. Uh, with the movie Holes. Is that uh, It's Stanley very Yelnats true to the book, was... but Stanley starts off very overweight and loses 
more and more that's weight. Throughout I understand the story why the that's not possible from a practical perspective. I understand why that's not, especially for like Shia, who is like seventeen. Yeah, he was I young. understand why you can't like you can't subject a child to that in the same way you could Tom Hanks in Castaway. Do you know? Right, or you could hire a bigger kid and just let him. Well, well, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, certainly you could do that. <laughs> There's also that. I guess I didn't consider not casting Shia LaBeouf there for a second, and that is me, Dirk Gentlying, uh, the great words of Lewis <laughs> Sacker. To be and fair, what would that movie be without Shia LaBeouf? He's great in it. He's I think great it's his finest. It. I think He's it's his best one. That is. That's a good movie. I. That's I, a no, solid. That's a, great that's a solid flick. That's a solid flick. I like it. And the fucking bop of the century, the Detent Boys. Digging up long home, digging, digging that, up long home. Oh, you know, I've seen an song. unofficial musical version of Holes. I love that. Yeah, it was a fun time. A little long, but it was good. That song by the Detent Boys is not available in any legal capacity. It is our job as cultural archivists to keep Dig It by the Detent Boys alive and in circulation. Is it on That YouTube? is our... Probably. But that's not legal. I'm right. saying it's not available in a legal capacity. You cannot stream it on Spotify or Apple Music. You cannot not purchase even, it not a whole on iTunes. On streaming. I, why would there be? It wasn't a movie. There is maybe one... There was a whole like soundtrack CD that you could buy. but And I'm sure someone on Spotify has put a playlist together of the other songs from Holes. But Dig It by the Detent Boys is not on that Spotify playlist. That's crazy. It's not available in any legal that capacity. That blows my brain. That is where things like the Internet Archive or, or all these other websites that, like, it, they they keep these cultural things alive. Or it's something we're experiencing right now with Nintendo, uh, where Nintendo mm. is shutting down the digital store. As Nintendo has been terrible about this. All the companies are terrible about this, but Nintendo is the worst about this, where they are shutting down digital storefronts on on their old platforms like the 3DS or the Wii U, and those games are not available in any other capacity. So, like, they're just, like, erasing these games. And in that instance, I feel it is fully justified to pirate. I You are yeah. fully within your rights to guilt-free pirate and spread these things that like the rights holder is not making available to you yeah i don't, I don't know i also it, yeah. it is for preservation it is it is for the sake of uh preservation to do these things yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're in the moral right yeah. uh anyway i feel like we've i feel like we scratched that uh episode pretty solidly yeah, what's, what's and we should get to the one? next one because it's getting late uh season one episode four the convention directed by david gordon green written by John Howell Harris. In this episode, uh, half the MQ gang goes to a streamer convention now that Pootie Shoe has left mm. uh, the MQ community uh, to go uh, stream a different game uh, with uh, from John DiMaggio's company. Love to see That's John DiMaggio right. in live action. What a Love great to see cameo. My, my big boy, my, my large friend, John DiMaggio, in live action. We great love to see him. I love him. We'll I love everything it. he's done. A phenomenal Whenever, voice where, actor. Yeah. Wow. We support him in Bendergate, don't we, folks? We support John DiMaggio Bender in Bendergate. Oh, so they're reviving Futurama for Hulu. And they are. Yes. Okay. So here's the kicker. You ready for this? 
Uh-oh. Almost all of the original cast has signed on, except for John DiMaggio. Did he? Did they not ask him? They they did ask him. He is. They are currently in salary negotiations, and John DiMaggio is like, I believe all of the voice actors on Futurama should be paid more for their incredible work. And I'm John DiMaggio, and I know what I'm worth, and I will not settle for like. You're Disney. You can pay me to be Bender. Jace, can you imagine Futurama <laughs> With, without nope. John DiMaggio nope. as Bender? Nope. That's the worst show I've ever heard. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so strongly. Without John DiMaggio? Yeah. Uh, and then you see, it's the same thing with the fucking Scarlett Johansson thing. You know, people claim they love artists until the artists dare buck against their precious company. Uh, right, where, like, yeah. people are like, Bender, do it for the fans. Come on, like, you're just being greedy. And, um... Being greedy in that and, moment, it's you for asking someone to go against what they needs are for their labor. Yeah, no, fuck you. Bingo! Bingo! And, uh, anyway, uh, so we support Bender in, uh, Bender Gate, and, uh, 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 anyway, they go to the streamer convention, they ultimately realize that Dana is the one, uh, who should, uh, be the streamer for MQ, at the same time, uh, the other streamer and CW, uh, get into a debate about what's better gameplay or story in video games. Very cool. And, and, uh, David does a tour of uh the office for a girls who code uh group and uh mq has so few women that obviously it's a disaster um honestly the a story at the convention doesn't really do a lot for me i know i'm like we need it so that dana can become the the streamer for mq but other than that there's not a tremendous amount of meat uh on the on the bones here it's the other stuff that's more interesting Mm -hmm. to to me i love the 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 story versus gameplay uh uh that's so fun it's so fun it's so funny and it's a classic classic gamer debate you know um it also plays into a classic generational divide that comes with video games it's really cool really cool it's really cool. I also thought uh, this might be funny. a little bit iffy for me to take, but there was a little bit of a gender commentary in that moment as well, and I didn't hate it. So that's sure. good. I think it's about I, as good as you can get from me sure. when it comes to that kind of stuff in that scenario, where I know what the creative I do team think looks like. The the moment where the the uh, the tour group comes in and CW is like, I showed her mine, and she should be yours. And then uh, she's like, Yeah, at first it was weird because he was old. But then it was really great. And I was like, okay, this is you're pushing the dumb quotient a little far. A little bit. She would know that that sounds weird. She <laughs> and would. And he would be from a generation where, like, those were phrases that people used. Like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. It's just, like, a little too far yeah. for me. Um, while still being kind of funny, it's just like okay, you yeah, the, all right, the fine, you know, a little bit less than the believable factor, but I but they also leaned into it a little bit more, where he pulls his Nebula award out of nowhere. Nowhere, that is so funny. That's such a that's such a good bit. One of those super meta like that around. filmmaker moments. I was like, okay, cute, nice, well done. It's, yeah, it's cute, no, and I, I I like that. I like when someone can materialize something out of nothing. Always, it gets. I also really really thought it was cool. How, wow, look at me doing English so good. I thought it was really cool how, excuse me, how as in their struggle to find a woman in this company to tell them about this, right? They're going through and then you get very real commentary 
that's saying on no, the gaming industry. I'm not going to lean into this fantasy, even though the uh, the idealism of it is something that we are striving for internally. And so it wraps up on a great note like that. I did like that they poked a little bit of a hole in it as well. She was like, "Is it a little sketchy that I'm for, coming uh, streaming from the inside?" Yeah, sure, but still, this is my dream, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> It um, is a little weird, actually. It is a little weird, <laughs> morally, but ethically. This is my dream. Um, Absolutely, and that's all. That's all good. I think uh, when they go down to the basement and it's uh, a part of Nancharla, and she just talks about it's like, well, yeah, she's the only other woman, so we're actually very competitive because we're fighting for the same spots all the time, and uh, it's 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 right, not a great like, environment. We grow to hate each other. Right. Part of me loves and respects her, and part of me hates her more than anything else in the entire world. Um, and then we go back to Sue. Yeah. We didn't talk about Sue at all. Sue is one of my favorite I, characters. Oh my god, when show. Sue came on She's screen, first of all, I was really so comfortable funny. in episode three, and then Sue came on screen, and I was like, oh, I fucking love this. Because she also, it's interesting, she's clearly, you know, gone through some shit, but... Well, yeah, if you are the community manager for, like, a video game, the amount of vitriol, the amount of hate, if you are the poor social media manager for any video game, just the amount of complete horseshit you have to see and deal with and experience is is unreal, and it sucks that we just, like, accepted that as part of, like, these these online, quote-unquote, nerd spaces. I did really appreciate, though, that the entire time she was grounding everybody in the fact, it's like, hi, this is a very real issue that needs to be resolved today. Yes. <laughs> and it was uh, like, okay, cool. cool, cool it cool, sounds cool. like you're, uh, you're uh, encouraging the not Zero. Zero is our target zero, number. Zero is our target number. What a fucking quote. Zero Nazis is our target number. Oh zero my god. Oh is our target number of Nazis. Uh, or yeah. like when they, I feel like David says like, tell the kids the good word and she like pulls out the bible, the bible. sent me and he so goes so funny mm, i hate david i hate david you don't like he's, david i hate him i think he's a fucking worm i think he's he is a worm. piece of shit i think he's an ignorant little fuck and he's constantly trying to perform when when she goes thank you so much and dana goes dana goes oh really it's no big deal and he goes you're welcome i was like i would punch the hawk out of you dude oh my god for so when she was like, it's really not a big deal because there's community that she's feeding back into. And mm-hmm. then he goes on to take credit for a woman's behaviors that he had mm-hmm. less than zero to do with. I I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I, 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 I understand how that... Him and the... his assistant. Actually, his assistant also... Pit- no! <laughs> but here's the thing that's <laughs> crazy. It's like, are they going to produce so moments funny. that are... Are they, I mean, are they going to produce moments that I think are funny? Yes, absolutely. The two of them are really strong character choices to throw a wrench into anything. But, mm-hmm. like, literally, the more I learn about her, the more I hate her. Like, she, she goes, she goes, uh, strong, and social, what about you? Christian, you? She conservative. I'm a Midwestern Christian Dude. conservative or something like that. Yeah, I, right. And, I, and, go, and then she goes, coastal, and she's like, coastal elites? Raise your hand if you think coastal elites is just her. And then... Like should it's, be banned. Oh yeah, know. like there's little. Things I understand. Of- it's it's floating in like obviously perhaps not as severe, but like floating in similar territory to the Nazi thing is like is, is this like it's it's Pierce Hawthorne territory, right? It's, is like is this is Pierce this Hawthorne a character to, I do think to it's laugh fun at? To but present. God, she's fucking funny to me. God, she's right. so funny, and it I overwhelms do. my moral quandary <laughs> with the sheer force of my laughter. It's it's wild. I think she. Uh, I it, it's really exciting and refreshing though to see someone 
like to see a white woman portrayed as like a straight up fucking villainous person and like interpersonal yeah. nightmare. Like I think that's very cool. And she's paired up with the shitty white dude. Uh, exactly. I I think they work well. There. I understand they your, work really your well hatred of them. I think the show agrees with you. Yeah. No. But you can argue about the presentation, right? You can argue about what we're. Uh, the show agrees with you, but the you do still really have to watch to these characters do people. this behavior. That's that's again. That's they the round really that like, like the other thing is where he where uh, C W. Sorry to go back to episode three, but C W is like I re I I updated and and played off of an old apology I had to give at the Women's Museum of something. And I'm like... Very Pierce Hawthorne-style joke. I'm like, Very I'm Pierce con- Hawthorne joke. I'm confused because you said that like a punchline, but it pretty much sounded like you're just admitted to harassing You're just people. being sexist. Yeah, you're just and being... And I'm like, just, uh, that's not a punchline. You know, like even in the sense of like mm-hmm. this... That's not like a, this guy's a bad person and he's an idiot and we should laugh at him. This was like a, ew. Like I actually hated that joke. You know? Are we apologizing to the Nazis or on their behalf? Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh my God! Yeah. 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 Um. I I I I do get where you're the the heebie-jeebies of where you're coming from. Um. I just I find them all so funny that it does sort of overwhelm any of my 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 moral quandaries uh i am now convinced you would hate it's always sunny in philadelphia no, that's i don't think you should started, ever I, start I, watching that show. about it and that's why i always feel crazy because I've, I've watched it and the episodes i've seen i've been like i don't know and then there's clips of it where i go that's really fucking funny and i know so many people that love it that i'm like should I just watch it? But now I'm reflecting and I'm realizing, no, it's literally The Office 2.0. It's at some point I will watch it back and be like, okay, I can find redeeming moments in this, maybe, or maybe I won't. Maybe it'll just get worse. I and don't. Worse. I don't think I. Is it I, worse than The Office in your opinion? Uh, in regards to what crossing the Quality? line, like, um, I, for, like it's there's like it's satire, yes, but it, it, there are sometimes. Oh God, satire. So I, here's the thing. I think we live in a, this is the real thing. We live in an I, age where I'm the word satire easy... means nothing. We live in yeah. an age where that word doesn't no, mean anything. Right. It's, we live in a world where satire doesn't mean anything anymore. And the thing is, yes. you can't tell it's satire. It's not effective satire. And so, I feel a lot of the time satire without quotes, clarity of purpose, et cetera, et cetera, are not um, clearly satirical. Yes. So I will. So I will say this, okay? Because the the office, I think, has a consistent problem, uh-huh. of it's it's a Michael Scott problem, where uh-huh. he's too likable for the things that they have him do. He right. Well, is, they can't, well they they almost canceled the show because when they first started, he was too unlikable. He's well, yes, and and if you go back and watch the the original British Office, even season one, Michael seems like beautiful in comparison like it, it's really like it's adapted from just like the most acidic nasty show that like right. it has such a the the british office is so bleak in its outlook on corporate america maybe you'd actually like it more no I it's think not america would, no, it's england I, it's weird um, I, I have a very what's his name uh ricky, ricky gervais. gervais i hate him i can't stand him complicated um, relationship with him but every once in a while i really like his stuff no yeah. um i don't i don't love the original british office but it has i think an an outlook on corporate Amer- culture i keep wanting to say america it doesn't take place in america corporate culture that would align with yours but sure. 
Um, even though it comes from Ricky Gervais, uh, who sucks. And um, <laughs> I'll say it. I'm brave. Uh, just like Ricky Gervais. I'm so brave. And um, <laughs> But but, but the, the Office increasingly counters this problem where you want to have, like, Michael do, like, a horrible Indian accent right into Kelly's face. And then... Or, like, just just to be just the most horrific offensive piece of shit but he's played by steve carell and you just like keep making him too likable it's you just that, keep, that's the thing you just is, keep turning it up too much here's a Whereas, great quote that i heard there's uh-huh. this there's this writer his name is maury Yeston. he's he's written a bunch of musicals one of them being titanic um not based on the movie literally based on the actual event um the movie and, was too, but I understand. Well, what you mean. no, but like as in like not. All it is of the not an adaptation of the. All movie. of the I characters understand. were real people, like in the musical version, not you know I Jackson Rose, right? Um, yeah. uh, and there's this one quote that was shared where he was saying, uh, "I will, um, I will always rely on, on, actors' abilities to make a character likable," and Steve Carell can make literally anything likable if you give him the power to do so at least that era of steve carell right um yes i i i i understand Uh, there's a there's a key component to sunny that the people behind sunny have always said is that like the characters on sunny they don't win you don't celebrate their victories. You're not really supposed to empathize with them. And you can argue whether or not it's like, well, we're just putting terrible characters that we're not meant to empathize with. Like, what's the point of that? But mm-hmm. that that is the key component of Sonny is that, like, they don't win. You don't cheer. You don't hug for them. You're not into their will they, won't they. You know, that that they don't do any of that. Um, with only one exception. Now, I personally, in watching the show, I don't feel like they're always on the right side of that line. There are times where I'm like, I feel like the show and I are not on the same page about like, it, is this offensive? You know, like I there, there are many mm-hmm. instances that I can find where like, I don't think the show and I are on the same page about mm-hmm. about this scene, and I'm not sure. Sure, I'm not convinced the show knows what is happening is as wrong as it is. Right. Um, right. I but like if you are blushing this much at Mythic Quest, the bright spots you would find of Sunny are not bright enough. They're not going to be bright enough to overcome. I, I don't know. I'm all it, of this. honestly I, the topic of Nazis in particular is really tough for me. Like that's just like a really hot mm-hmm. button one for me. So unless they're talking, I mean, are are they talking about Nazis like every episode of <laughs> Always Sunny? Not not every episode. One episode. Um where they like uh they they discover that like someone's grandpa was a nazi and like find all his old nazi stuff um after he dies and and that is an episode of that but like sunny has uh i think at the end of it they end up burning it but they do wear it around for a little bit and um there but there's (laughs) once you if you were to enter sunny you're entering into territory where like okay you there's less nazi stuff at least in the first few episodes but like you are having to deal with um, stalking, sexual assault, uh, blatant homophobia and transphobia, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 horrible, uh, I mean, just like generalized horrible behavior, horrible behavior to sex workers, um, horrible behavior to, to, I mean, they throw around a lot of words, Jace, that you won't 
you won't enjoy. You will not enjoy the words that they throw around sometimes. Um, and I just, I, I really don't think any bright spots that you would find would overcome for you personally. Okay. No, that's valid. The, I just, I'm trying to save you. I really, I, I no, I, I, and I do appreciate it. I do appreciate you, it. You, you brushing up this much in the first four episodes of Mythic Quest, which is not, I'm not putting any, any fault on you for that, obviously. No, no. Um, you're not going to like it. it. There are so many other shows you could watch instead that I would say I would not, I would not, I would not invest your time in that. Oh, yeah. That's trying to help you out. So no, yeah, get the feel. I mean, that's the other your, thing is like, I, there's, I, there is also like a sick sort of curiosity that I have of like, I want to know what all these people are getting exposed to, you know? Is a super popular sure. show. I'd like to know what sure. what is actually affecting these large chunks of mindset within sure. these you know, viewerships. So I would take Sunny over South Park a hundred day. days Any out of a hundred. Oh my god. South Park oh. Yeah. A hundred days out of a hundred. Because like, like the way, I do the way that South Park has been used as an excuse. For everything. For everything. For anti-Semitism, for everything. For, for racism, everything. For everything. In recent memory, too, where people will yeah. do stuff in the... And, you know, and you try to engage in any sort of good faith conversation about any topic whatsoever. It, um, the second South Park enters the conversation... It's over. There's over. no groundwork. There's... You can't... At that point, there's no arguing. Because they're not there to actually engage with you. They're there to be like, yeah, but South Park did it. And I love South yeah, Park. Yeah, right. Okay. So, it, so South Park was obviously correct in the sense that there's nothing we can learn. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. From yeah, I didn't realize done. that I was not, mm-hmm. you know, up to snuff with South Park. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not operating. I'm on sorry. The same, my lived uh, experiences aren't enough to inform your discourse as, as much as this as shitty TV show made out of paper is. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. fuck you. Uh huh. Exactly. So, like, I would take Sunny because, like, I do feel like for the many faults that they've made on Sunny. And I do think, like, if you asked any of them, there were certain things from previous seasons of Sunny they would go back and not do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I do feel like the Sunny people have that, or at least they, like, claim to have that, and they're, like, they have an understanding of that. Mm-hmm. The South Park guys have no, no awareness in that regard. No. And they don't care that they have no awareness in that regard. On on South Park, the worst thing you can do is care. If you are, uh, uh, if you, right. if you it's, find it's, something it's, it's harmful, hyper, it's this you have hyper masculine thing of like don't have any feelings about anything. Like if you don't yeah. have any feelings, then your feelings can't get hurt, and therefore nobody can touch you. Right? It's uh, yeah. it's no, it doesn't having having feelings is losing. Finding anything to affect you is, is right. Losing. And the team is a bunch of white guys. Yeah, I mean basically. Yeah, and it always has been. So it's like yeah. when they say, well, no, we make fun of everybody. It's like you're still punching down. Right, you know? exactly. That's my, literally my only rule is punching up and punching down. And how you define that is complicated, right? Sure. But mm-hmm. if you can, you know, where that lands, you know, it's just it's understanding, you know, it's, because, it's, it's difficult because then it makes people want to do that kind of oppression olympics thing right where it's like well i'm more oppressed than you so i can make this joke whatever fuck maybe just not fight to say the offensive joke i will never understand the urge to be like "Ooh, this is really uh, but i really want to why why do you want to that doesn't make sense to me if you is you're like well because it's funny if you can't be funny without doing those things you're not funny yeah that's how that works and i'm not some like 
I only listen to clean comedians type loser, you know? Like, yeah, you're Brian Regan super fan. I don't even know who that is. Like, but, <laughs> but I, 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 you know what I mean? It's just that I will never understand the desire to be that. And again, I love edgy. You know, I, I, sure. and I actually. But who are you being believe... edgy to? And what? who are you being? But who are you being edgy to? Who are you being edgy against? Who is the ultimate butt of the joke? Right. Here's my. Well, here's here's you know, I, I actually am all for offending people. I don't think being offended is a bad thing. Sure. I think um, that sense of it's. As long as you're not doing something that contributes toward or eliminates somebody else's personhood, you're fine. Yes. Right? Right. So if I if you say something blasphemous, right? Where you're like, Ah, oh, hell Satan and someone's like, oh, You've offended my sensibilities, it's like, dang, that sucks. But also I'm not right. Hurting who who are you offending and to what end? Right, and is, is, this, is, the perpe- is this perpetuating a violent system? And if I were to say, hey, people, uh, uh, no, exactly. I would not say saying Hail Satan perpetuates a violent system. You know, um, exactly. I would say saying transphobic and homophobic shit does exactly. perpetuate violent systems. And in that case, you're not just defending someone, you're also encroaching on someone's rights, you know? Yeah. You're, or rather, not rights, because rights are you know, beholden to governance. I'm talking about you're encroaching you. on someone's personhood. Yes. On their autonomy to be able to say, uh, I, you know, because you, you, <laughs> you can offend someone by saying like, oh man, this uh, this uh, Citizen Kane sucks, right? Whatever. Someone be like, how could you say that? I don't yeah, know. Whatever. I just picked a movie, right? Fuck no, it, I understand. Know. But, and I, I fundamentally believe that being offended is not a bad thing. But I think that... Um, there's a line when it comes to what is it reinforcing um and yep being offended is not the same thing as i don't know it's you 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 get what i'm saying right no i do i do um and and listening also understand what i'm trying to say (laughs) no i i think i think everyone would would be on the same page i think it was i think it was very clear what you were what you were saying and it's in effect what we've been saying for for most of this episode right it's like what is the target what are you offending who are you in relation to that you know all of all of that 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 should be considered in comedy and and art in general or behavior, obviously, but I, I speaking more to those two things. Um, yeah, what I'm you know, I'm all for being offended to or offensive to the correct <laughs> group, the correct people, the correct demographic. The correct, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Correct yeah, might not be the right word, Nazis but you know, all I mean. you want. Indeed, indeed, um, exactly, and uh, go for it, and that that's open season baby um i don't know uh what nazis think of uh mythic quest or this episode i did think there was something that i thought was really fascinating though they also included this is the thing i'm so torn about it and it's causing for some good conversation so you know i'm intrigued which is why i'm like well this is i don't know we'll ignore it's always sunny for now um yes they were talking about i don't think sunny encourages good conversation (laughs) gotcha okay well there you go they're talking about he's like He's like violence is not the answer. He's like, Vi-, he's like, no, violence is always violence is always the answer. Or well, it's, it's actually it's never the answer. He goes and they, they said and they made a com- oh man, I am totally losing track of what I'm trying to say. They made they, a comment they made about comment on how, wars. Like, Nazis. Yes. They're like, it's okay to be violent again. Where he says, well, actually, you know, although historically speaking, the only way that you defeat Nazis is 
Drew, uh, Drew violence. violence. But, you know, and then he moves on. And I, I love that take. And I think that that take is not shared as much as it should be. It's like we need to have a very real understanding that it's like, no, these people will not stop at violence. Like, viol- this is not, you know, yes. not, not, to incur- not to encourage violence. But come on, y'all. Let's not. But let's like, not it's not. We let's can't not treat. We Nazi can't treat Nazis with violence. kid gloves. They have like their their ideology is based on violence. Right. Against... It's one of those. So this is this is also. I mean, Nazis have also uh, inserted themselves in in punk scenes forever. Right. That's always been kind of a thing that they do. They try to co-opt punk scenes. N- Nazis. Nazi fascists, punks. Fuck off. Right extremists. Yeah. They they co-opt these spaces and these these things mm-hmm. from other marginalized groups and it's, it's just built into how they spread but there's this there's a story a friend was telling me a little while back about uh he was at this bar there's a punk bar this guy comes up sits next to him and he orders something and the bartender goes absolutely the fuck not get the fuck out of my bar get i don't i do not care how dare you right mm. exactly it's like whoa what's going on so we asked what was that and he goes that guy's a nazi he's like what are, what are you talking about and he was like uh, it, he was like he had the patches they're really small you might you might not have seen them but i saw yeah. them and i know the second and that's what they do they send one person in and yeah. they send you know these guys that are like uh-huh. they could be nice guys they seemingly nice enough guys you know yeah. well you don't just hang out, you know, you know, you can have a conversation with them. It doesn't necessarily go anywhere. They seem like a nice guy. And then once they get there, they infiltrate and they take over and you can't kick them out. So the second they show up, fuck you, get out of my bar. Yeah. And, and that is, and that is, uh, that is longstanding in the punk community specifically. I'm sure it's in other communities, but the punk community specifically, I mean, that is the, the, the origins of, uh, the, the, what the dead Kennedy song, Nazi punks fuck off. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, you actually play that as a show when you see the Nazis. So you drive them out of there. Uh, uh, there are lots right. of great stories. Like you, you see them and everyone must collectively get them out of the space yeah. because it must be crystal clear that you were not welcome there. And you're not, any you're not other welcome. and and people will talk about like, oh, that only galvanizes them or whatever. They're gonna They're galvanized. They're gonna, they they're are galvanized. gonna They're gonna do this no matter what. That's the fucking thing. And it's it's a fucking read your goddamn <laughs> Martin Luther King where he's like, they're gonna do this no matter what. It doesn't matter how we behave. Uh like it it it, it we they're like the, the, the debate you hear over and over again, it's like, well, we must behave civilly because it will only make people react racistly if you behave no. uncivilly. No. It's like, they're going to no. act racistly no matter what we do. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Like, it, no, it, the, it's, no, it's, one, no. no one makes anyone be racist. Right. The real danger no one, is the well-behaved moderate. Exactly. Um, uh, people see, people, I don't hear that quote always tossed out during mm, periods of, that's interesting. Um, I don't hear a lot of, uh, my, uh, white conservative hometown people talking about like, oh, the real, uh, uh, (laughs) victim is the person who says like, look how far you've come. You don't need to go any further. I don't see, I don't see people trotting that one out. That's interesting. I wonder why. I wonder why. (sighs) Yeah. So, yeah. Do you see the one the other day where the talk show, conservative talk show host was like, well, by all the standards of today's day, we'd have to throw Martin Luther King in jail. And I'm like, wow, it'd be so wild if Martin Luther King got That's arrested. Crazy. That would be, be so nuts. Did that. That'd be so nuts if Martin yeah. Luther King got arrested even like one time. That would be yeah. crazy. <laughs> I think that was the worst thing that the United States government did to him. 
You know, not, not that they killed him, which they did. Which, yeah. which, excuse me, which they did. Like, yes. Correct. Correct. <laughs> After spending a long time trying to uh, drive him insane or make him quit, they and, killed no, they, him. no, no, no. They tried, they, they sent him letters trying to get him to kill himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. They were trying to get him to kill himself so that they yeah. wouldn't have to. Called him at all hours of the night. You know, like it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was an yeah. intentional tactic. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. No. It's, it's, it, Pretty, if you wild, look, wild it, if that happens. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a trend. Uh, it's, hmm. the, there's, uh, to put it, uh, black revolutionary leaders garner a following and then shortly after they're eliminated. They're they're killed by the United States government. Yeah, killed it's, by the United States crazy. government. Yeah, that's so. so that's weird. That's, that's weird how that keeps happening. That's really bizarre. Hmm. We should look into this. Yeah, we should. Anyway, happy Black History Month. Absolutely. Um, uh, sorry if anyone uh, thought we were being trivial there. Um, True. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I certainly don't mean to trivialize what has happened. Uh, it's obviously uh, ridiculous. And it's horrible, uh, and and uh, we're we're doing our part to make <laughs> sure people you're know about it. Sounding like what's uh, what is the guy? The guy I said I hate in Mythic David. Quest. It's uh, ridiculous, and it's and it's no, horrible. Where he goes, he says, "We respect women. We value women here." And I was like, "Oh my we god, we value women here." Like, oh, yeah. you did you did it? Good job. You said the things you're supposed to say. Amazing. Uh, yeah, you value women here, but there's like three women that work there. You know, hey, it was actually a, 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 a subtly, it was a, it was not a bad commentary. You know, obviously it's it's, it's subtle as a brick, but uh, not a, not yeah. a bad commentary about these spaces. I the don't same. dislike lack of subtlety. I think I, I think Overrated. if you're going, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure subtlety and satire don't usually mix well. No, right? No, no. <laughs> subtlety and sac- I mean, as we've discovered over and over again, especially in recent years, you can be as unsubtle as it, as you could possibly imagine, and people will still not get it. So fuck subtlety. Go for it. <laughs> go go full Verhoeven. Fuck it. Go f- do it. I, it does. Do, it, people will still misunderstand you. Fuck it. Go for it. Do it. Exactly. You can- <clears throat> You could state it out loud, and it still it won't make an impression on people. So fucking go all the way. No half yeah. measures. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. What did I kick? Oh well. Um. Let's see. Uh, plug. Pluggable. Pluggables. Jace, you got anything to throw in the old plug machine? Wow. Oh, in the plug machine. Hmm. Huh. What do I have to plug? Um. I don't know. For all of you horror fans out there, I just watched a fun movie on Shutter. Uh, it's 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 exceptionally gory. So if that's where you draw the line, I don't recommend. Uh, but in that same breath, it's so gory that it it transcends into this sort of surreal beauty, where sure. you're looking at one of the most grotesque things in the world happen, and I can't help but laugh at what image I'm watching on a screen. It's remarkable. It's called The Last Matinee. It's on Shutter. Uh, very cool. Came out in. Wait, let me look this up because I want y'all to know about this. This was very cool. The last matinee. Um, for those horror fans out there, 2020 horror slash slasher. Yeah, it's a pretty traditional slasher. Um, let's let's read this. I'll read you the the IMDb breakdown real quick. It's a soaking wet day. 
With rain pouring down and one of the best things to do is go seek refuge in a great old cinema. There's just one problem. A murderer is on the loose and he also uh, and he also has taken refuge there. Okay, that's the plot. It is um hell of a fun time. I forget. I don't think it was in English. It's you don't not think? I don't okay. I, do, I think it's in Spanish. I think it's from Argentina. I don't I, I it's so funny. I don't remember the the language. I remember watching it and being completely captivated. I I mean, I put Subtitles on. Yeah, it's great. I'm pretty sure it's from a team from Argentina. Okay. Uh, oh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a modern giallo type kind of so very dreamlike, very you know glossy. It's it's really cool. Uh, straight to the point, no frills, no no bells, no whistles. It's just some awesome kills and really grotesque imagery. Uh, all out of a very clear love for the art form of horror movies. Like it takes place in a movie theater. It's very, it's very fun. Highly recommend if you like horror movies. That's my plug. Thank you so much. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Good. Um, perfect. I'll say, uh, in keeping with my uh, journalistic duties of telling you what uh, of the last year's uh, best movies are coming to streaming. Um, the French oh. Dispatch just <gasps> dropped on Disney Plus, a what? weird world that we live in, because it was a Fox Searchlight release, and uh, and with Fox movies, Disney decides, like, is this a Disney one or is this a Hulu one? And this was a, I guess they decided the French Dispatch was a Disney one, even though there's a fully naked woman in it. I wonder how that, I wonder how, I wonder how they Well, they have PG-13 movies. But that was like, it's an R-rated movie. This is like a fully naked woman. I hadn't even thought about that until right now. I think they have age restrictors. They, I'd be surprised. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want Disney Who's Plus. naked in French? I saw that with you. Who's, who's Leia Sidhu is naked <clears throat> in like several several scenes. Who's Leia Sidhu? Uh, oh, she yes! Was the the, she was the, the security guy. guard. No, she's definitely naked in a lot of that movie. Wow. Wow. Hold on. Now I'm... What's going on here? I don't know. Was I lied to? Was this a deep fake? <laughs> Was I deep faked? I feel like you're okay. right, though. Anyway. They've been expanding uh, their content. Okay, ignore that. I know it's also coming to HBO Max. Watch it on there. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, also Titan. Jace, you gotta watch Titan. Titan. Um, it is a, a film that defies descriptors. I don't really want to tell you anything about it, but it's one of the wildest fucking movies um, I've seen, maybe ever. Uh, dropped on Hulu today. Uh, so oh, it's a horror a, movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, from the director of Raw, which I've also recommended to you before. Uh, and Titan is a wild, wild fucking ride. I'd recommend... Uh, and where is it? It's be... on Hulu now? It's on Hulu. It's not going to be to everyone's taste, uh, but <laughs> but it's a uh, it's it's uh, drop it on the old Hulu. So uh, scope it out there. Uh, so you know that's basically almost all of, like my top twenty is streaming. You know you got the you got the fucking Last Duel. You know West Side Story is coming. I think that will be on Disney Plus and uh, that HBO will definitely as well. be on Disney Plus. Um, right. you, you got uh, all these things. So for everyone who's like, oh, I want to see this movie. I would have seen it, but I can't go to the theater. Well, congratulations. It's in your home now. You should watch it. You should watch these films. <laughs> you should check it. That's so, wild. Wait, what a why wild are you lollygagging? Let's go. Let's get going um 
you know, Pig is on Hulu as well. You yes, Pig. You've been you've been telling me you've been singing the praises of Pig for a while now. I gotta put Pig on the John Wick list, actually. Oh no, I think I did. I already do that. On the John Wick list. Whoa, it's gotta be that on the John Wick list. That's not what I thought it was. Then it's gotta be. Well, that's mm, it, mm, it, mm, it. There's a reason. Um, okay. I haven't I seen would, any of it, so I am excited to find. It out. is perhaps a defiance of the of the of the, anyway. Uh, you you don't understand anything of that. that I have no <laughs> that idea. I have been uh, fully failing to say, and that is uh, perfectly all right. Um, anyway, so all those things are now streaming, uh, and I will investigate that French Dispatch Disney Plus thing because I think I, maybe that was not in America. Because in not America, they have like R-rated movies and shit on Disney Plus, but it is only here where Disney Plus has these like weird puritanical restrictions. That's so frustrating. Isn't that something? I think, not to talk about Marvel movies, but I think if they were allowed to be R-rated movies, some of them would be better. Some of them would be better, but also they're like superheroes. It's for babies. I don't necessarily... (laughs) I don't think we should... I don't think bringing superheroes to R-rated territory is like really... Like, Deadpool's fine... But like I, they I should like be, like the comic books are all R-rated though. I mean, there are some of them no. that are for the kids. Comic books are not all R-rated. A they bunch are ninety-nine percent all ages. They are ninety-nine percent like teen is the one they have to put on there because there's violence. Ninety-nine. You know what? I've read more DC comics than I have read Marvel comics. Same DC. for them. What? Same for them. They have a couple really? comics that are not but those are like specific and they're like cordoned off behind like a velvet rope stanchion line. 99% of all superhero comics are for children or should, or like are kind of for like a nebulous middle ground, but it's not as if superhero comics is this den of, of sin and depravity. I, just, I, I don't know. I, I can think of so many comic books that have dropped the F bomb enough times to be rated R. And they're like, superhero comic books that are not like you know you might you might have me there (laughs) Uh yeah i'm not saying i am not saying the medium of comic books is for children i'm obviously not saying that no 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 no, but no no, no. big two superhero stuff there is like very very little of big two superhero stuff that is not like all ages as it should be because they're superheroes and we should not ask superheroes to be for adults we should go be adults Mm. in my personal opinion um like blade that's a different story because he's like killing vampires and right you know like there should be blood in blade right Um, right but that is a (laughs) rare but but iron man should not be rated (laughs) you know uh uh uh, captain america should not be rated no but i would like to see an r-rated doctor strange you know like i want to get nightmarish there's no reason for that he's a surgeon okay we don't I, watch him I do think, surgery. That's just kind of his cover. That's no, kind of well, but I just like, I think, like that intersection with gore and body horror. I think there's so much ripe there for good storytelling. Someone should just do something. I mean, there's plenty of movies you could watch for that. They're just not about Doctor Strange, right? No, I'm just saying. I don't know. I understand. I get what you're saying, but like there, there are plenty of things out there. There's just not gonna have Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what else? You know. You know what will save Marvel movies? Nothing. Nothing needs to save Marvel movies. Marvel movies are doing exactly what Marvel movies are supposed to do, and that is be a Marvel movie. And that's okay. And that's yeah. They don't need. They don't need to be it. there, but you know. They don't. One, they don't need to be there. Two, they, <laughs> they 
they don't need saving. They're still like the only thing that makes money. Right, Everything yeah. is becoming Marvel movies now. Yeah. And they have and they have one trick and they're like, look, it's this guy from this other movie. Look, it's... You know what was a good superhero movie that I watched the other day? Ryan the Last Dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, I didn't see that coming. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, right, thank you. I No, I, I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised by it. And I was like, this is actually pretty cool and not what I expected of a Disney movie. It's like, it, they made a superhero okay. movie for kids and it had good fight sequences. And it was right. a lot of fun. It caught me off guard several times. Usually these kids' movies don't. I didn't I didn't see an ending coming twice, mm. which is like... Two endings, multiple endings, like Clue. Mm. I love that movie. I love Clue. That's what we'll save Marvel movies, have multiple endings like Clue. Yes, please. Can we please? One of oh. these Marvel movies should end with a guy, with Captain America coming out and be like, I'm going to go have sex with my wife. <laughs> what is, wait, what is that? That's the ending of Clue. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the very ending, if you watch, like, all three endings. Oh, yes, that is, the, that's right, that's the end. I told you, you watch I didn't Clue, do it. Starring Britta Perry's parents. I'm going to have sex with my wife. I'm going to have sex oh, with my wife. <laughs> Kev, you got, you got to watch Dave Made a Maze. Like, you, you, you simply know, must. You keep, you keep hard selling on Dave Made a Maze. What? One day. One day. One day I'll watch that guy make a crazy maze. It's I honestly like it, if like it's such a quick watch, Kevin. When you watch it, it's gonna change your world. I gar I guarantee. Change it. my world, much like Dave's crazy maze changed the world of his friends as they ventured into it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's Eddie. You, you fuck my wife. You fuck my wife. It's it's a running bit in the and it's great. It's great. It's great. That's I, for, okay. I, I, I see this. You, it's great. That's from something else too. They've made they're maze. referencing something. They are referencing. No. They're referencing something. I don't know what they're referencing. Fuck my wife. No, there's like a there's like a <laughs> there's like a film crew in the movie. No, it's super meta and super awesome. Okay. One of the guys from the office is in it. The uh, guy, uh, uh, Dwight's friend, that goes to the volleyball thing with them. That really awkward, weird dude that knows shit. I don't know. He's. I haven't seen the early seasons of The Office in fourteen years. That's fine. half of my life. <laughs> I have not seen the early episodes of The Office since they Rolf? were happening live on television. That's valid. That's super valid. I'm sorry. No, you're, <laughs> you're fine. I literally just watched it, which is why I'm thinking of it in terms like that. All right. So this episode has gone on way longer than I thought. Here's some here's some Office things that I remember from 14 okay. years ago. I remember when Dwight is talking about growing bean sprouts, and he's like, and they're going to grow this tall. And he brings his hand down to the floor. That was <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Um, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, stapler in Jello. Yes. Uh, folding wrapping paper to look like a chair. And he sits and there's no chair. It's the whole desk and the whole chair. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Asian gym, but I didn't see Asian gym until years later. Um, <laughs> so that was actually new to me. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> Uh, and then just a lot of horrible, like, you know, Michael Scott yelling racial epithets at Kelly. Um, <laughs> uh, Angela she throws her cat, uh, through the Into ceiling the and it comes down in a different part of the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> they kidnap a pizza guy and it's that kid from Glee. Yes. Um. <laughs> wow. You remembered that. That's wild. Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. She's in it for a little bit. Amy, Amy Adams. Before she was, like, 
Amy Adams. Before she was Amy Adams. I feel like most of this cast was like before they were this cast. You know. That was wild. You forget. You forget. You forget that it's like, oh yeah, that's why I know Ed Helms. That was Ed like the, Helms. That was that's why, why I we know, know Ed Helms. Um, what's John her Krasinski. name? John Krasinski. Yes. Uh, what's her name? She then went on to do uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, uh, Karen uh, Filippelli. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Yes. Uh, Mind- yes. Mindy Kaling, obviously. Mindy. Yes. Obviously. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Um, anyway, this episode should have ended a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know why we. Anyway. I don't know why I just I don't know fuck it I just started rattling off things I so there are you happy that's the extent so there. of our office uh, we'll be back Caleb wasn't even here it wasn't even here uh, exa- that's why we could do it right because Caleb wasn't here Caleb would hate that so deeply <laughs> um, we'll be back next week with just one episode of Mythic Quest because this is a very special epi of Mythic Quest oh. Uh, very special epi one epi only only one epi one uh, epi make sure, only make sure to give us them five stars on uh, the podcast uh, platform of your choice they have them on Spotify now so go ahead and throw those bad boys up there um, and uh, until then uh, Nazi punks fuck off pop pop yeah yeah very yeah. that will I will I rip a copy of Nazi punks fuck off from YouTube and put it at the end of this episode. I think yes. Who can say? Depends on if I have time. Because I only I think, have like one day to edit it. this. I only have like one day. So we'll, it will depend on my time. <laughs> that okay. will be the I, I think factor. it's worth it. I think that... <laughs> Audience, you will learn if I had time in <laughs> three, two, one. Like I'm just back to spend a cop to the rip, I'm taking me the first